Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 101 of season two of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Just decided that I'll go ahead and start breaking these down into seasons. So after we hit another hundred episodes, then we'll be in the season three. Uh, much love and respect to everybody out there who listened to episode 100 and for everybody who, uh, you know, congratulating me on uh, hitting 100 episodes and uh, things of that sort. And my wife, she actually baked me a cake and she drew the little symbol and everything, you know, the fist and the stars. And she got me three candles that said 100 on it. And anybody who knows me knows that I love cheap cakes i i love a box cake i love a fun fetty cake i think that just speaks to my childhood and how i grew up but i love a cheap ass fun fetty cake so i greatly appreciate you know my wife uh making that uh you know uh cake for me and she didn't want me to put the picture on instagram or anywhere because she was she wasn't too confident in her her uh her drawing skills but it looked damn good i took a picture of it got it as my screensaver now and uh she's a teacher so naturally she's gifted at drawing and things like that i liked it i loved it i didn't like it i loved it but thank you guys for rocking with me um and we're just gonna keep going we're gonna keep pushing and we are going to keep making it do what it do and uh, also shout out to uh, Buffalo, New York and shout out to Long Beach, California. I was checking my uh, stats on uh, PodTrack and uh, via SoundCloud. Um, I was checking SoundTrack, PodTrack and SoundCloud. And uh, those are the cities who were uh, banging with me the most last week. So thank you guys for that. And uh, as always, you know, just tell a friend and have that friend tell 10 friends and hopefully them 10 friends will tell 10 more friends a piece. And then next thing you know, you know, I'm, you know, flooding the airwaves. So a couple things. First things first is rest in peace to uh, Robert Guillaume. He passed away earlier this week. Um, he was uh, the actor on Benson and he was also the first black man to play the uh, Phantom of the Opera. They played the a Phantom in the phantom of the opera and uh he was also the voice of rafiki in um in uh, <clears throat> the lion king excuse me so may that brother rest in peace he lived a long life passed away at 89 also um i'm sending my thoughts and prayers to uh reggie aka combat jack uh he has a podcast and he was one of the first to have a hip-hop podcast uh he's been doing it since i think what 2009 2010 maybe for the last seven eight years and uh he was just one of the first you know uh he 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 was known before that as a hip-hop lawyer you know always you know was regulating deals going over paperwork making sure these brothers wouldn't get jerked 
and things of that sort and he also uh was the head of the source for a moment uh before they came tumbling down before you know everything moved online and things like that then he started blogging a little bit running a blog site and then he got into podcasting and excuse me if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to combat jack please listen to him uh right now he is battling colon cancer so uh this is a young brother too so uh you know just send your positive energy your vibes to him and uh you know take a listen to his show uh he actually co-founded the loudspeakers network which a lot of your favorite podcasters you know are under that umbrella of lsn so uh you know i'm sending my prayers and my thoughts to him you know he's a he's a real good dude um he has a classic interview with uh listen to the one he did with the locks that's a really good one uh because they were talking about this was right after the uh election that's a really really good one to listen to and um there's a really good one with uh ed lover and that he ed lover has some stories for that ass and he has some really good stories um so that's a really good episode to listen to but i kind of i kind of studied combat jack just his interviewing style like if you go back and listen to the first like interview i did with uh author uh brandon lovelace uh with his book uh views of the church from the liquor store um i kind of took some cues from combat because combat jack's interview style is more conversational and uh you know he was a big influence you know uh give me confidence on you know how to interview and things like that uh he made it sound conversational and what i like about listening to combat it just sounds like you're a fly on the wall in a room you know or a fly on the wall in the barber shop and you're hearing something that you're really not supposed to be hearing but it's just so engaging so just sending all my positive vibes and energy to him so uh, let's go ahead and get uh, started on that good old summer jam screen. See what images y'all like. See what sticks. See what is going on. Um, so let's talk about these uh, foul ass cops in New York, Eddie Martins and Richard Hall. If you don't know who that is, there was a case going around. Uh, well, there's a situation back in late September. This is actually when it happened. Uh, there was a teenage girl. She was riding with her homeboys. Um, they get they get pulled over. Uh, they find some prescription drugs in the car. They make the young lady strip search. They strip search her, and then they let the two dudes go. And then uh, the, these uh, piece of shit cops take her, and then uh, basically proposition her while she's in custody, saying, you know, you're gonna be down at the precinct for like three hours or so, yada yada yada, or you could top us off. So meaning giving them some head or something i don't know if they said top them off or whatever but then so then they go on to sexually assault her you know with the uh, sloppy toppy and then one of the guys rapes her or whatever and so what makes this is so crazy is there's an article coming out like the defense are trying to say that this this uh, young lady consented to sex and it's just like how do you consent you're under arrest you're handcuffed you know what I'm saying? You're in police custody. You can't consent to shit when you're in custody. You know what I'm saying? So then even on top of that, the defense, this just came out a couple days ago. The defense is uh, for these uh, piece of shit cops are trying to say they're trying to use her Instagram against her. Uh, this young lady is a teen. I think she's like 18, 17, 18, uh, between 17 and 19. I can't remember. But 
they're the defense is trying to use her instagram saying that she's on there rapping about how much money she's going to get from the nypd and uh, all this other shit and saying that she's not acting like a rape victim and i'm just trying to figure out what the fuck does a rape victim act like they saying that she looks too happy on ig and all this other bullshit and it's just okay well how does this team supposed to act now what is incriminating is her freestyle rapping about on her ig which is i think is going to probably hurt her case is the fact that she's rapping about how much money she's going to get because if y'all remember back in that kobe case um even though he settled what kind of made it look funny in the light and her for her to accept the uh settlement was how she was uh bragging to her friends about how small kobe dick was and then even after the settlement because uh, she was running her mouth the whole time about the situation up in Colorado with Kobe. And then it was after that she was like freestyle rapping at a bar and all this other shit. And uh, she was rapping about the uh, about Kobe fucking her in the ass and all this other weirdo shit. So she just cashed out that lady at the hotel or whatever. But I say that to say this, that I think that's one thing that will hurt this young lady's case um but that is just some low dirtball type shit to be in a, a position of authority you know and you and your partner are like okay well let's tag team this young chick and then you know then they just let her go scot-free after they had her way with her like she was a dirty rag or something just like okay you just get the fuck out of here or like she was a prostitute or some shit like that so very just crooked shit going on so y'all just pay attention to this and um you know we always knew that cops were corrupt there was corruption in the police department you know from uh, so many legal lynchings and uh you know uh cops being in the drug game and shit like that it's just wild just fucking wild um but yeah hopefully this young lady will seek justice and um you know hopefully she will uh you know heal from this you know because all that freestyling shit and you know acting a fool on ig that's a front you know people uh mask their pain in different kinds of ways this could be her trying to say uh this is her way of showing that you know they didn't hurt me or whatever but you have to deal with that pain you know because it's going to come out in other ways if you don't deal with it so hopefully whatever happens uh hopefully there's some criminal charges you know some uh you know these guys will be convicted and it won't just end up being a settlement you know hopefully part of the settlement besides her getting a hefty paycheck hopefully it turns out to be you know they get her some kind of mental help or whatever to deal with a situation like that because that will fuck you up in the game you know if you don't deal with that properly um let's see what else is going on so last on the uh on the 100th episode last week i was talking at the end of the show that i was reading a mother jones article about voter suppression and so i read it and then they also had a link that you could listen to it so i read it tried to comprehend what i was reading and then i went back through and listened to the uh somebody else reading it to see if it stayed with me but what is crazy about this so it's talking about voter suppression helped the cheeto in chief win that ain't the title of the article but that's just my words but it was talking about in swing states that former President Obama took, you know, in elections of 08 and 2012, 
the right was hard at work, you know, in those swing states to create voter ID laws and made it more difficult for the Democratic base to vote. So targeting like blacks, Hispanics, college students, um, low income folks, just progressives, quote unquote. And uh, they told uh, about they told a story in this article. Uh, they gave a bunch of examples and they were talking about how in the D there was a DMV in Wisconsin and there was a brother who came over from Illinois to live in uh, Wisconsin and he wanted to vote and okay let me get this right so he goes so he has his Chicago ID and he has a utility bill from his new place where he's living in Wisconsin and that should have been good enough you know for him to be able to get his new ID stating that he's a resident and register to vote and so they have a sign on the door that says you know no birth certificate no problem just bring your id and uh no id social security card and uh a utility bill that shows your new uh current address you know so he has all that he has his his old id from illinois or his driver's license from illinois he has his uh his uh social security number and he has his uh, has a utility bill and so they go in there and he's he's with a woman who's uh trying to combat these voter suppression laws and things of that sort and making sure that different uh dmvs across wisconsin are upholding the law so they have this sign there so he goes in there and he tries to you know get his new driver's license or new id and register to vote and they're like no you need your birth certificate and he's like yo like no you said you need this this and this and, and then the, the lady just flat out just denies him just like nope we need your birth certificate and it's like well i don't have access to that you know here's my driver's license you know just going through the whole you know kitten kabuto and it's like nah fuck out of here so which is just crazy just fucking wild right so then they tell another story about uh there's another story in there about a woman going to the polls to vote and she doesn't have her id um so she goes to the she lost her id and she finds her expired one and so she goes to the thing uh to vote actually and this is during the election and they're like no you know we need your current driver's license and it's like well you know i don't have it right now and this that and the third and they just turned away at, at the door you know when they're going through trying to find your name and shit and uh what's interesting about this article is just how hard the right went to work after obama won in 2012 when he beat mitt romney just how hard they went to basically go through and just create these voter id laws these suppression laws because it's just it's one of those things where it targeted specifically you know that demographic that voted for obama and what it drew me to the conclusion of is just how the democrats really didn't they didn't give a fuck after you know once this uh election was coming up and we had hillary as the democratic nominee and it was just one of those things where i think Dems thought that you know with the coming of Obama and him kind of lulling uh you know society to sleep a little bit just being such a smooth operator and things of that sort 
that the Dems didn't really have to do too much, even though the House was controlled by Republicans. They were just like, eh. And then it got even lazier once they seen Trump rise through the ranks because you're thinking, oh, well, nobody would really vote for fucking you know donald trump and look at us now nine months later so it just shows how hard and how focused the right was to basically get so many people up out the paint that voted for obama it was like down in florida when they uh the governor did some kind of crooked shit so uh, uh people who were locked up or felons or uh, something to that extent people who served time couldn't vote but it had to be they could vote but it was up to a panel to make the decision if this person could vote and then if they decided against you voting you could appeal it but that took like two years then you had to do an appeal you had to wait so the first initial when you uh so if you want your voter rights back after being locked up you had to write an appeal and that could take a year and a half and then if that appeal get denied uh if the uh not the appeal but the original um the original whatever filing the original filing was denied it took a year and a half for the, for a decision to come up it's about 18 months then if you appealed that decision it took another two years for them to get to it and it was just all this slick shit that the governor made and we seen that uh uh the cheeto in chief took florida this time around so it, it was one of those things where it's just like wow like they really was like yo we cannot let this fucking happen again we cannot have another one of these in the white house so it, it was a very interesting article i'll make sure i link it uh in the show notes but the uh article is on mother jones and it's just called voter suppression wisconsin election 2016 and i uh you know it's a, it's a long article but it's worth the read but if you don't have time to read it listen to it it's about a 35 minute uh audio playing and it's it's actually linked inside the article so i read it it took me a couple nights to read it just because of my ADD, which is I don't have ADD. It just, you know, you just get a notification from like Twitter or something. You're like, oh, let me read this. And then you lose the train of thought. Then you get sucked into a rabbit hole on Twitter and you looking at some shit of some some chick like twerking, you know, on a clown or something. You're like, how the fuck did this clown get into this video with this woman twerking? And then you're just like, oh, well, let me find out who this clown is. Then you're looking at the reply and then you see somebody you know say something uh funny as fuck and then you go check their timeline you're like oh this motherfucker's funny and then you're like should i follow them they're kind of problematic and then it's a whole other thing the next thing you know you don't you don't scroll through you know twitter and now you're on tumblr now you're back on snapchat you know forgot what you was doing in the first place so it's one of those things but moving on uh let's talk about um let's talk about russia Let's talk about Russia playing uh, black Twitter a little bit and other black folks, you know, with their social media antics. So we just found out uh, last week that a account called, what was it, Crystal One Johnson was a, uh, a Russian bot. It was always tweeting things, uh, you know, like black militants or uh, black power type things or uh, pro-blackness and 
you know, for uh, African Americans or Black Americans here in America, Black folks here in America, and it was just always tweeting that, and uh, you know, they were kind of shitting on uh, one of the Twitter founders because he retweeted the account and all this other shit, so the account got suspended. And then CNN dug a little deeper, and uh, they found out some shit too. So um, they just had all these social media antics going on, and they even went as far as to host like self-defense combat classes for black folks that was on the cnn article that i read it was a snapchat thing like on their little snapchat page that i saw and i was like yo this is very interesting and uh what was crazy about it was these uh the brothers who ran the clinics like the actual instructors uh instructors i'm sorry they never met a person they just talked to somebody on the phone and whoever was working for the russians or you know who, whatever russian organized it he would pay these instructors instructors through uh google wallet and through uh paypal and uh, he would rent out the venue or the uh class or whatever or have them round a class you know fronting them the money and things like that and uh one guy still had a voicemail from the person and uh so the person on the voicemail just sound like a regular ass i don't know just a regular ass like white dude or whatever but that is wild how russia was basically trying to uh you know just stir up race relations e even though it was already at a critical point but they were just adding fuel to the fire so that just makes it very interesting right now because the danger with this is now the argument of us fighting racism white supremacy because it's very real right this is not russia creating something they're just trying to get in and instigate like ooh, they said it's about you ooh, they said that about you you know going back and forth you know that's is you know it's going to get steered in a way as far as fighting a good fight is going to get steered in a way where bigots can deflect and question your patriotism saying you're either part of the kremlin or you've been brainwashed by russia but remember uh richard spencer and the nazis were out there yelling russia's our friend and the president of the u.s is in bed with the kremlin right and did y'all see uh speaking of that uh, what was it yesterday some guy got through uh white house security and somehow got in with the press and he threw like some russian flags at trump and they had trump written on them that was crazy but anyway um so don't fall but you know what like i said don't fall for the okie doke when people uh you know start pointing the finger at you and all this other bullshit where you're constantly explaining yourself you know it's a tactic meant to waste time and to keep you from building and banging on the beast you know to replace this system with a system of justice and on top of that you have to remember please 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 remember like i said before that racism white supremacy is real systemic oppression is real russia just added fuel to the fire that's been burning since that first slave ship you know hit the docks on the east coast so don't fall for the bullshit you know when one of these motherfuckers come in your mentions with a fucking eagle flying the american flag you know in one claw and got the stars and bars in the other claw you know he come in your mentions talking this russia bullshit you know so fuck him just tell him to eat a dick and block him don't don't even don't even explain yourself just block him and man uh moving on uh this this is heartbreaking to talk about did y'all see uh jamel hills espn uh from espn her interview with tmz 
like man they caught her coming from the airport and she just she she had that demeanor that after you didn't got the shit beat out of you with an extension cord you know and you didn't calm down from crying and you just come back you know you didn't come you come back in the living room and you look your your mama or your daddy in the face and just like i'm sorry you know you understand what you did like that's how jamel hill looked like they just brought her from the back of the shed like after she just got the shit beat out of her they let her cry it out and uh get mad and then just come to acceptance like that's exactly how she looked and she was talking about she deserved the suspension and uh but she did say she stood by you know what she said but she did violate the terms i don't know what disney abc espn did to her but they threatened the fuck out of her with something they threatened to take all that money away something and this is why it's so important for us to start getting into the habit of being owners and hiring our own people and you know creating that economy we should be running entertainment like we should be like we set the culture we set the culture for the west for american culture and um even in different countries like black culture is so popular we should be owning and controlling it that's why i hate when people try to shit on hove for the moves that he be making and they're just like oh he's just a he's just a capitalist and all this other shit no he he told you and fucking Izzo, i'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush like he's telling you right then and there like yo he told you right then and there what he plans on doing but just seeing her just being broke down and just yo i'm just gonna accept this defeat i'm gonna take this l you know and i'm gonna go back to getting this money you know from these folks and that's just it has to feel like you taking blood money now you know it has to feel like that from here on out you getting humbled like that and uh you know it was heartbreaking to see and it's just like if you put yourself in her shoes you're like, well, what, where the fuck do I go? Because we don't own any networks like that. You know, maybe she could have went to News 1, started her show there. They, sh they should have a sports show or something like that on that network. But the options are so slim, you can't really threaten a conglomerate like that. You can't threaten uh, Disney, ABC, ESPN. You can't be like, man, fuck y'all, I'm out of here. Unless you do have a fuck it fund, like I, like I spoke about before but there's no what i'm saying is there's no options for her to be like all right fuck that you know i'll go over here to uh black sports online that's a, that's a dope website um you know she could be like i'm going over here and the, the check gonna be good you know i ain't gonna feel like i'm taking blood money you know and that was it was heartbreaking to see um i listened to an interview with don lemon don lamon uh on angela rice podcast on one and he was talking about how with Jamel Hill in situations like that that and this was actually pretty smart of him to say I don't agree with a lot of what Don Lamont says because a lot of times he likes to play devil's advocate and shit like that and uh try but he tries to disguise it as uh I'm just trying to show somebody the other side or whatever but anyways he was saying that if you lose your platform what more do you have you know that's some slave type thinking right there right but what he did say that was smart was with her saying the the comments about trump it had to be you know she should have said it in a way 
on her platform, which is ESPN, but back it up with facts. Like he did this, you know, um, he only wants a Jewish uh, accounting, counting his money. He only uh, he didn't want any uh, people of color, specifically black folks, uh, renting out his apartments. You know, this is well documented and, you know, bring up the lawsuits and things like that. Don't just make a statement on Twitter, but back it up with facts and word it in a way that it's you know what is getting it. And I think he was like aiming at saying it in sort of like dog whistle terms. But that ain't what got her, um, you know, suspended. It was her actually offering a damn good solution which was boycotting uh jerry jones's uh sponsors you know and so i don't know how she would work that on her using her platform on espn because if she would have said something you know like that or i mean she could have said you know if the fans are that mad about jerry jones and what he said about benching the players then just look at his sponsors and boycott them you know quit complaining about it and do something about it you know maybe if she said it like that on her actual show then maybe she wouldn't have been suspended who knows you know it could have been one of them things that just kind of slid under the radar but it was just heartbreaking to see somebody in a position like that because it's like no matter how much it, it just reminds me of like you taking some bullshit at your job and you don't have a fuck it fun and you're living paycheck to paycheck and your rent's due lights due car note is due and your cell phone bill is due and you got you know you gotta feed your family too on top of that and so you need the damn job you know so you're taking all this shit and you're just dealing with bullshit but you're just like fuck it i'm gonna deal with it for my family and to keep this roof over my head i gotta do what i can to keep the lights on but i know she has way much more than enough money to keep the lights on and to do her own thing so i would advise her to get a side hustle going and start building her own brand and start bringing in some advertisements uh from podcasting even you know maybe holla at oprah you know with the own network uh holla at news one see if you can get something popping over there just start working on a side deal and then just keep building your brand via espn and then use that to kind of parlay into something else where you won't have to be uh have that silver tape over your mouth so that's all i'm really going to say about uh that um let's see what else is going on on this good old summer jam screen man uh let's talk about the naacp right now they just issued a warning uh issued a travel advisory against american airlines um man it's just warning black travelers so you know some you know some shit is fucked up when the naacp who is usually in bed with white folks you know getting them white dollars them donation dollars from so-called liberals when they come out and be like yo y'all need to stop fucking with american airlines now i don't know what uh how many events happen that they're uh, talking about what specific events but uh there's been a lot of people telling their stories on twitter and uh talking about they're not going to fly with american airlines anymore and uh, i was like wow i didn't know they was fucking people up like that fucking black folks up like that but um there was one story where a brother was uh he was forced to give up his uh tickets he was flying from uh, dc to uh uh raleigh durham nc and um 
he responded to some disrespectful and discriminatory comments made by some white passengers and they got him on up out the paint. And then uh, there was another incident. Uh, they said that a black woman and her uh, small child or infant were taken off a flight uh, flying from Atlanta to New York when she asked that her stroller be retrieved from the checked baggage before she got off the plane. You know, just have it waiting there for me. You know, um, you know, just have it waiting for me. I mean, that 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 just happens. I mean, it does. They just have it waiting for you. You know, when you're coming through the little terminal, once you're getting off the plane, I mean, shit. Was that too much to ask for? But, yeah, you know some shit is serious. In-your-face-ass racism. You know, if the NAACP is coming up out the woodworks and their knees is creaking and they're like, oh, hey, yay, don't fuck with this group. So that's that's some serious shit. But the, um, what's this woman's name? Um, let's see here. Um, I don't know the woman's name, but she said she's the head of something with uh, American Airlines. And she says she's willing to meet with the heads of the NAACP. Now, if y'all remember back in April, uh, remember that incident with uh, the old dude, uh, the old uh, Chinese doctor that got kicked up off that plane. They whooped his ass and then kicked him off. That was on United. But um, they actually ended up firing those guys who got him about the pain. And then I think uh, that doctor got hit with a settlement, too. So he got broke off properly. But I'm going to just tell you all this. Be safe when y'all traveling. Please be safe. Be safe. Because a lot of times you in no man's land and you know how these folks operate. Um, just be safe. Please, please, please be safe as you damn can. And, um, yeah, I wish I had the luxury of uh, flying first class all the time or having my own private jet like my man Hove. Oh, what you gotta say? Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, so moving on to selling hope like dope, we have a couple of nominees here. First one, it has to be Amazon with this uh, Amazon key thing going on. So The Verge just dropped an article um, about the uh, Amazon key. And there's a YouTube video about it. So what the Amazon key is, basically, it's a special lock that you put on your door. And then the uh, then your package comes via USPS, United States Postal Service, or UPS. And then, you know, they scan the package. And then they swipe something on their uh, scanner. And then it unlocks your door. And they place the package directly in your door. And then they go on about their merry way. So I was thinking, oh, that's kind of cool because my house, um, you know, it has uh, we have our garage and then there's a small little room. We call it like a mud room before you get to the actual house. Uh, so there's like a little room where you drop your shoes off at. So it's a, it's a mud room. And um, then you can, you know, go into the house. There's another door. You can go into the house. So we leave the screen door unlocked, the, the door unlocked to the mud room. And our UPS guy and our uh, and our um, our uh, mailman or our letter carrier, he when he brings packages, he's always drops them there inside the mud room. And so does UPS, which is dope. I love it. Right. But we also have one of those uh, quick set locks that basically is one of those smart locks you put like four double a batteries in it and you uh set up the app and then it can open your door via bluetooth 
and uh, there's like a special encryption key code I, I ain't put them batteries in that bitch yet because i just don't trust it right it, it unlocks the deadbolt not the uh, the bottom switch lock you know for the handle you know the little cheap lock that you can get in with the credit card you know slide it but that's another story but anyways i i didn't trust it but reading this is selling hope like dope to me because not only does it require you to purchase that lock it requires you to purchase a camera directly from amazon so you know amazon is keeping track of everything that you spend yada 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 but they also want to put a camera directly into your house that's what they want to do now i got security cameras in my house uh through my security system but there's no other benefit to that i don't think somebody's just sitting there watching the entrances to my house you know getting their rocks off or whatever but this is wild because i feel like amazon is going to become they're going to team up with google and just become skynet and then that's going to be the end of civilization but that's just a conspiracy theory but i believe it um so basically how it works is now because that's all i thought it was was just that they swipe this that and the third but they're selling it um in a way where as soon as they you know scan the package then it turns on the camera and the camera starts recording then they swipe to unlock and you know it records the whole what i guess you would call transaction of them dropping off the box inside your house um but that's it's just a little too weird for me because i feel like what if you know amazon servers get hacked and they hack the camera system and all this other shit next thing you know you you on you on fucking uh x hamster or fucking porn hub butt ass naked you know getting it in with your lady you know by the front door it's just one of them random occasions you know now next thing you know you butt ass naked on the internet you know shit like that you know or you just walking around your house free balling you know just get out the shower or something and you just like oh let me you know just you know walk past the camera what whatever you know so next thing you know you didn't became a fucking meme all over the the interwebs you know so what is that what is there to say what is there to stop you know you know celebrities will probably do this you know or they probably got people handlers and shit like that but they probably would do something like this so they could definitely record your you the inside of your house you know this could turn into something where i don't know if the camera is pivot if it can pivot you know to scan the whole area you know somebody can get the layout of your house and then next thing you know you're the victim of a home invasion but i mean it's a cool idea but I don't know maybe i'm just talking shit because i got a little mud room that you know that my guys dropped the packages off in. and i know they probably gonna be looking for a, a nice little christmas present at the end of the year i, I still haven't decided if they gonna get some food or or a 20 dollar bill i don't know or a 20 dollar gift card somewhere who knows but you know I, i'm appreciative of that because they actually come all the way in through the gate and then open up one door drop the package you know close my door then leave the get then leave out through the gate and close my gate door so i appreciate that it's always nice coming home to you know sneakers and things like that but yeah that's i mean amazon is just selling hope like dope because i just i just feel like there's so many things that could go wrong especially just like the brother uh tyreek said he was saying that you know uh black delivery drivers got to be careful i know there's a camera there but you never know somebody you know uh pulled a okie doke on amazon like hey they stole my 
$12,000 engagement ring that was sitting right on the front door, sitting right on the, the nightstand by the front door. And you're like, well, why was a nightstand by the front door with your jewelry on it? Don't ask me questions you don't want the answers to. And you're like, I want the answers to it. And he's like, no, just give me my fucking money and find my ring or find my ring. You know, just some goofy shit like that. So y'all be safe out there because that's a little perplexing right there. Also, um... There was a woman, Megan McArdle, uh, you know, I thought this was a white moderate, you know, who was out here uh, selling hope like dope. She wrote an article talking about be careful. Who do you call who you call a white supremacist in the Bloomberg article and uh, the brother Ricky Raw. Shout out to T. Um, he basically told me that this is a conservative and other people make fun of her, her articles. And so then I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to take it seriously because that's why I had Selling Hope Like Dope. Uh, the whole article was basically her saying that black folks or black intellectuals are in uh, different black publications like The Root, even though The Root is white owned, um, are just throwing around this word white supremacy to basically get people to focus on systemic oppression and you know things that's happening against uh people of color specifically black folks and all this other shit but i feel like so i guess this woman's just a straight up dumbass because there's numerous articles and podcasts and shows that make fun of her writing so she just she's just dumb she just does dumb shit to get a check but, you know, I thought this was a white moderate and I was going to go into this whole spiel, breaking down, you know, the, the difference between white extremists and white supremacy because it's white supremacists because she basically uses this argument that a white supremacist is like a skinhead, a Nazi and things like that. That's a white extremist, a white supremacist, you know, somebody who's complicit in the system of white supremacy. You know, that's those people on these juries. You know, that's the cops, you know, cops who uh, race soldiers posing as cops. Um, that's politicians who vote on and make um, laws that will, you know, uh, further oppress people of color, mainly black folks. You know, that's what a white supremacist is. And, uh, you know, there's all kind of, you know, there's the judges that are complicit in the system. And there was an article by Slate. Uh, I think it was Slate. Nate wrote an article. It was a, it's what I like to call "water is wet." They had an article out talking about how it's been proven that um, black folks get harsher sentences than white folks. And I'm like, nigga, water is wet. And when it's you know cold, it sometimes it turns into ice, or sometimes it turns into slush. What else do you want? You know. Um. So, you know, it's just you know the sky's blue. Okay, we got it. You know. But anyways, so I was going to go into this whole spiel, but apparently the woman's an idiot, you know, but you and I know that white supremacy is something as simple as, you know, saying that this hair conditioner can be used for normal to curly hair or this soap can be used for normal to dark skin or something like uh, a Caucasian colored bandaid is normal, is regular or, you know, a school or a job telling a black boy or black girl you know that their hairstyle is unkempt and needs to be changed but meanwhile there's been like a fucking lice outbreak for the past month and they can't find the culprit you know that those those are little little digs of like white supremacy you know or a pair of nude pantyhose which is the color you know of a peach you know that's that's supposed to be nude you're like what the fuck is this you know what i'm saying so that's 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 what white supremacy looks like you know but 
Anyway, that's been selling hope like dope. Let me uh, bag up these grams and get out of here. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? Alright, so moving on to holding this L, it has to be Tyler Tenbrick, Colton Fears, and William Fears. These are the three men who were arrested uh, a couple weeks back, well last week, I'm sorry, uh, after a Richard Spencer rally, uh, the Nazi, at the University of Florida in Gainesville. And uh, they were bragging about this uh, rally because uh, I believe the governor of Florida had like a state of emergency or something like that and had to allocate like almost half a million dollars for police protection and things like that these three men uh were radicalized uh during this white supremacist movement this white extremist movement and uh they're charged with attempted homicide they argue with a group of people protesting the uh the nazi speech and uh you know one of the guys you know shot at him and they were yelling like kill him kill him the other two and yeah so they really have to hold this l and we really have to start having an open and honest discussion about these and i quote very fine people that uh the cheeto in chief said about these white nationalists out here in these streets this is just some wild shit that's going on these people are coming in armed and dangerous you know they're looking to kill somebody they they would they want some smoke you know where there's smoke there's fire and uh and what just happened just now was uh the daily beast just uh talked about this guy named he's a youtuber named lane davis he got caught up in uh these uh right-wing white extremist conspiracy theories and this man went off and stabbed his father to death because he thought that his daddy and his mama were uh was pedophiles because that's a, a slur they either use cuck or uh, pedophiles for uh, people on the left so they so he got wrapped up in uh you know these alec jones alex jones conspiracy theories and you know these youtube conspiracy theory channels and shit and a lot of these people just do this for shits and giggles and for hits and to get them advertising dollars you know that them adsense dollars from google and so this man was just sitting up just going crazy and his daddy called him out and said that you're a nazi and a racist and this man went off and stabbed his father to death now he's being held on one million dollars bond and this is just crazy the 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 the, the sicko lane davis he, he was telling detectives that the fight had started over whether toddlers could consent to sex or not and that's when his daddy you know then his father they were arguing his father called him a nazi and a racist and uh he he pleaded not guilty to first degree murder but his trial is in january and um his mother was recounting and she was saying we're trying to uh but he's running he's chasing us around the house he's mad about something on the internet about leftist pedophiles and he thinks we're leftists and he's calling us pedophiles i don't know what all you know and uh you know they say he just lives on the internet and he gets really worked up about everything that's going on and he needs an intervention of some kind here well it's too late for that you know he didn't even stab your husband just stabbed your daddy just man that is crazy 
that is fucking crazy so these very fine people we really need to start having an open and honest conversation about this white on white crime these white terrorists out here that's been radicalized and now they're acting out on it under this administration like i couldn't believe that the president of the united states you know just went on and said that they were very fine people these nazis and that just even put a bigger that put a charge in the battery in these people's backs and this is disgusting we really have to have an open and honest conversation about these these bigots these skinheads these folks that help elect president trump the cheeto in chief we really have to do something about this because this is getting very dangerous it's getting to the point where they're harming their own folks right just this guy was radicalized watching these fucking videos on youtube and he goes off and he stabs his own father to death he's just sitting in the basement just being in these bullshit ass chat rooms you know probably like reddit Stormfront, just bullshit like that. Like if you ever go on like Reddit or something like that, it just it's just it's just nigga fest 2017. Just 24 hours, 365, just nigga this nigga nigger 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 nigger. Might be some Muslim saying niggers. Just that's all it is. It's just an obsession, and it's just sickening. It is just sickening all four of these guys they just have to hold this l and i just hope they fucking rot in jail and rot in hell because this is getting disgusting and is getting out of hand and um you know folks you know everybody out here uh not even specifically black folks but everyone has has to be safe out of here out here and you have to start looking at a lot of these not to generalize but you got to start looking at these white men just funny in the light you know how y'all use how y'all clutch y'all purses around black men and things like that and uh cross the street y'all gonna have to start doing that with these white dudes you know y'all just gonna have to just look at them funny and just be like hey i'm just trying to be safe i'm sorry i'm just trying to be safe out here because this shit is getting crazy but y'all gotta hold this l you win perfect all right so moving on and not all heroes wear capes i feel like this man has gotten it numerous times i need to send this brother a reward but uh, it has to be colin kaepernick for inking a uh, one million dollar book deal <clears throat> with random house so uh he's inking a deal to basically talk about his experiences about being you know taking a knee you know putting his money where his mouth is and you know the shit that he's going through currently so uh i just want him to keep you know getting that money any way that he can because uh the nfl has conspired against him owners of the nfl of nfl nfl team excuse me have conspired against him you know to keep him about the league because he's too controversial and it's fucking crazy that when you stand up to racism that this is the backlash right because racism is just woven in the american fabric so much you know once you stand up to it it's just like hey you're 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 against patriotism and all this other shit and they change the narrative because nobody really wants to have this honest discussion about what is going on with systemic oppression which is racism white supremacy so colin kaepernick Secure all the bags that you can, my friend. Not all heroes wear capes, 
Some of them, you know, get a million dollar book deal to talk about them fighting a good fight. I ain't mad at it. All right. So moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say? Without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. And this quote comes from the legendary Fannie Lou Hamer. Um, it's very fitting, especially with the news breaking of uh, Betty Shelby today uh, getting her uh, her uh, record expunged uh, for the killing of Terrence Crutcher. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking. And this is something where you this is, you know, white supremacy working right here. You know, um, it's I don't know. It's heartbreaking to. They hear something like this. So if you don't know, having your record expunged means that it's sealed and future employers can't unseal the document. So it's not going to pop up when they do like a background check and things like that. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, this is it's disgusting. So the what she argued was she was facing she faces dangers of unwarranted adverse consequences and if you don't know who betty shelby is that's the woman down in oklahoma the cop who killed terrence crutcher who had some car trouble in the middle of the road and uh you know he had his hands on the vehicle and then she just went ahead and shot him because she was scared and she said he looked like he was high and go back and listen to i forgot what episode it was but you can just type in on Google Durags and Boat Shoes and then type in Betty Shelby with it. When I break down her interview, broke it down to a T. This woman was so confident that she was going to beat the case that she did an interview with 60 minutes before the trial even started. So that's watching whiteness works, as that uh, activist or actor Vish uh, DeRay would say, watching whiteness works and it, it, it. You know, it, it, it's working. Um, so let's get so let's get to this uh, quote from the legendary Fannie Lou Hamer. So it says, but you see now, baby, whether you have a Ph.D., D.D. or no D, we're in this bag together. And whether you are from Morehouse or no house, we're still in this bag together. So I say that to say this. Um, we have a white supremacist in the uh, White House who uh, will not. Um do anything to try to unite the american public because he has more power with division uh specifically with his white supremacist base his white extremist base and they are empowered and bolden and so i say to uh all my people of color specifically black folks that we need to link up together and just have each other's back and we have to know that money is power and we have to build this economic base so we can get our voting power back and getting it up and start creating these super PACs that's not funded by white supremacists and um you know for my non-racist white folks uh stay out there fighting a the good fight and keep educating these bigots on why the system of white supremacy is so toxic because as i said before uh, and hold this l is getting to the point where they're killing y'all too you see the young man who uh killed his father his own daddy who was not racist you know he was calling him a pedophile leftist and all this other stuff and then when his father called him a nazi and a racist he lost his mind and started you know chasing his folks around the house and he stabbed his father to death so it's getting even dangerous for you and that's just showing just how toxic it is it's turning on itself you know when it runs out of uh, victims of color or they're too bitch made to come after people of color specifically black folks they'll turn on their own family members as you see 
So this is a call to everyone to fight the good fight and stay united. That's that's all I really have to say. Um, but it's nothing but love and respect to all y'all out there. Y'all know I love y'all. And this has been season two of Do-Rags and Boat Shoes, episode 101. And man, y'all leave DJ Envy alone, a.k.a. DJ Entry. Y'all leave him alone. If he like to get his butthole played with, hey, that's fine. We He ain't out here hurting nobody. But if he is, you know, cheating on his wife and getting fucked in the ass, that's fucked up, cheating on your wife like that. Like You should be comfortable enough to come to your lady and... Especially if your wife, you know, if you want to do some freaky shit like that, you know, if you want your, your, um, what they call the male G-spot, the prostate. If you want that tickled, go ahead and get it tickled. You know, whatever floats your boat or tickles your pickle, hey, we ain't judging you, but that shit's funny as fuck, a lot of these jokes coming off. I listened to the Breakfast Club this morning, uh, well, actually this afternoon I listened to the podcast because I don't want to listen to all that music and shit. It's the same fucking six songs that they be playing, but... So if you listen to the Breakfast Club podcast, it's all the segments that they have. And man, they was flaming him so bad. But he he took it like a champ, just like he takes that nine and a half inch strap on dildo. But y'all leave DJ Envy alone. Just just let him cook. Let him do his thing. But he giving us light skins a, a bad, you know, a bad name out here. I feel like that light skin, dark skin war is about to fire off just because dj envy like to have some nipples on his back and a dick in his ass but anyways i love y'all and uh just keep fighting a good fight and i will see y'all next week one